Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to New Covenant Worship Center. We are live here in the building for this second Sunday in the month of December. Amen. It's family and friends day. We want to welcome you all on YouTube, on Facebook. Listen, it's going to be an awesome time in the Lord on today. We are in great expectation for a mighty move of God. I'm telling you, prayer is in the building. Praise and worship is in the house. And we're going to get the word of God. And I'm telling you, God is going to move. He's going to touch. He's going to heal and deliver on today. I believe his word on today, Father God. And we just going to open up in prayer this morning. We're going to saturate the atmosphere for God to move. I want you all to begin to share this, share this. Those of you all who are watching online, continue to let somebody know. Know that we are on the air and that this word will bless you on this morning. So come on, those of you in the building, let's stand to our feet on today. If you at home, just begin to saturate the atmosphere. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful that I was able to be in the house of the Lord, that I had a mind to come into his presence, that God woke me up this morning. He gave me the activities of my limbs, and God has graced me to see a brand new day, a day that I've never seen before. So, Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, God, to give you thanks today, God. We come to bless you today, Father God. We come to magnify and lift you up on today, Father God. Lord, we come to exalt you this morning, God. We come to magnify you as King of kings and Lord of lords, Father God. And Lord, we just begin to release grace today. We begin to release power today. We begin to release supernatural healing in this place on today, Father God. That the power of your Holy Spirit, God, shall move and reign like never before, Father God. Lord, we need a touch from you on today, Father God. We need a touch of your power, Father God. A touch of your anointing and your glory, Father God. That, Lord, you may move freely in this place on today, Father God. Lord, we are yielded to you this this morning, God. We yield it to your presence, Father God. We yield it to the instructions and the power of your word on today, Father God. That Lord Holy Spirit, God, have your way in this place today, Father God. Feel on today, Father God. Deliver on today, Father God. Strengthen today, Father God. And Lord, we release life in this place today, Father God. And we cancel every assignment of the enemy on today, God. We break the curse of the enemy on today, Father God. We break every evil word on today, Father God. And we speak life today. We speak hope today, Father God. We speak strength on today, Father God. That the power of your Holy Spirit, God, is moving like never before, Father God. Stir up this atmosphere on this morning, God. Lord, take us to new levels on today, Father God. Lord, release your power like never before, Father God. Lord, we need you today, Father God. We need your presence like never before, Father God. We need your power like never before, Father God. And Lord, we thank you this morning, God. We thank you for your love, Father God. We thank you for your kindness towards us, God. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy towards us, Father God. That, Lord, your grace is sufficient for us, Father God. And your mercy endure to all generations, God. And, Lord, we just say we love you today, God. We love you for who you are, Father God. We worship you, Father God. For you are the author and the finisher of our faith, God. You are the creator of the universe, Father God. You are the life giver, Father God. And, Lord, we just magnify you and make you large in this place, God. Strengthen your people this morning, God. Those who are hurting, God. Those who have been disappointed, God. Those who have been frustrated, God. Those who have been dealt, God. The blow of God, the enemy, God. That seems as though the wind has been taken out of you, God. I speak restoration. I speak revival. I speak a renewing right now. In the name of Jesus, God. Lord, let your holy power flow. Let your anointing move. Let your wisdom flow. Let your strength flow, God. Lord, touch like never before, God. 
We need you this morning, God. We need your power like never before, God. Saturate this atmosphere, God. Stir us up this morning, God. Take us higher. I want to go higher this morning. Lord, take us higher. Take us beyond this place. Move us to the next dimension. Move us to the next realm. Holy Spirit, fill this place. Let the fire of the Lord saturate our hearts. Oh God, there's a consuming fire burning on the altar this morning. And God, we need your presence today. We need your power today. Holy Spirit, move in this place. Have your way, Holy Ghost. Have your way, Father God. Lord, we yield to you. We surrender to you. Oh God, there's a breaking in the house. There's an anointing being released in the house. Oh God, I feel your presence. There's a sound going out through the musicians. And the atmosphere is changing. The atmosphere is being charged. I release the power of the Holy Ghost. Holy fire, feel this place. Break every chain this morning. Break every chain this morning. Loose us and set us free. Loose us and set us free. I break every chain of addiction. I break every bondage of lust. I break every bondage of perversion. I break every bondage of hormones. I break every bondage of lying and cheating and stealing. I break every bondage of murder with your tongue. I break every unforgiving spirit. Oh, Holy Ghost, have your way. Holy Ghost, have your way. All consuming fire burn in this place. Oh, there's a fire of the Holy Ghost moving and stirring right now in the name of Jesus. Have your way, God. Jesus. Come on as the sound comes. Oh, we can make it enter into his presence. Enter into his gates with praise. Enter into his courts with praise. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Mm, there's a fire burning. Mm, there's a fire burning. I, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Let the fire of God flow in this place. I need some real sanctified born again believers that will stand in agreement with me and just begin to shabbat the Lord. Just begin to magnify his name and just to begin to tell him how good he's been to you and tell him thank you. I believe there's a thank you in the house. If you would just begin to touch and agree with me, I believe that the presence of the Holy Ghost will fill this room. Feel it saturate your home, saturate your spirit. Holy Ghost, I thank you, Father God.
fellowship, amen. I think back to those times when we were in the horticultural center and, and things would change and we would sometimes not have to, couldn't be in there. They would have events scheduled and all types of different things, but God has truly graced us, amen, that we have been in this building for four years and, and I'm telling you, God has blessed us every step of the way, amen. And you just begin to look back and reflect and say, God, you are amazing. I mean, you are amazing. The things that you do for us and how kind you are to us. The stuff we don't even deserve, amen. But his goodness and his mercy, I mean, keeps on showing up, amen. And keeps on making ways for us, amen. So I'm just grateful this morning, amen. And I'm thankful for being in his presence, amen. Thank God for his grace and his love and kindness, amen. And I'm telling you, I'm just expecting a move of God today, amen. I'm excited. I don't know about you, but I'm just excited about God, amen. It's something about being in expectation. You know, we know we close it out this year, and you know, and uh, we, we, you have to have that mindset of still yet being expected. There's some things that God promised you on January 1st of 2021 when you came into this year, and you say, God, I'm still waiting. It hasn't manifested yet. I'm still believing you for it. I'm, I know you're going to do it. Amen. I'm telling you, it will be December 31st at 11.59 a.m. I mean, p.m., and God will show up, and he'll bring you your answer. Amen. He will show up and bring you your deliverance. Amen. You just got to keep expecting and keep believing God. Keep trusting him and keep knowing that God is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. So I'm telling you, God is amazing. Amen. Listen, we're going to move forward in the service this morning. So let's prepare to take our tithes and offering on this morning. Amen. And so this morning, we just believe God for overflow and increase 
God has continued to sustain the ministry uh, throughout this year, throughout this pandemic. We are almost two years into this pandemic, but God has still yet graced us and we yes, can still yeah. yet so, uh, move forward and, and not survive, but thrive. Amen. Yes. In the midst of everything that's going on around us, amen. So you got to thank God you're still working. Thank God. You still got a roof over your head. Thank God. Your refrigerator has not been bare. Thank God. You still maintain that you kept your bills, the light, the gas, the water for. Thank God. Amen. You had transportation to get to a folk. Thank God. Amen. You had a bus pass. Thank God for that. Amen. You had a place where you could lay your head in, man. Thank God. Amen. You got shoes on your feet. Amen. You didn't have to walk there, but thank God. Amen. I'm telling you, we are grateful this morning. So listen, let's prepare, amen, and take our time. And for those of you all who are watching online, you can go online to our website, www.newcovncwc.com. You can click the give tab to give. Those of you all who are watching online, go to our website. You can go online. Uh, if you do not have our easy time, you can easily download that app. Go to your app store. Look for New Covenant Worship Center, Joliet, Illinois. Download the app. You'll have access to give anytime, anywhere. Uh, it'll keep record for you and everything. You'll get email of your particular record of giving. It's a secure method of giving. You can also text to give, 815-513-6262. For those of you all who like to text to give, and those of y'all who uh, may not have those technical means, but you still love that United States Postal Service and keep our postal workers employed, amen. Let's put it in the mail, amen. 2423 Glenwood Avenue, Joliet, Illinois, 60435, amen. And so those of y'all who are in the building, if you need an envelope, please raise your hand. If you need an envelope, please raise your hand. And Brother Chance will get you an envelope on this morning, amen. Sunday we're sowing toward our outreach 2021 as we believe God amen to bless 25 families amen on this Saturday coming up on the 18th amen we're going to have our teams together so so toward that so big amen we'll be sowing the rest of the month toward that to help meet that goal of what we plan to do the next Saturday we are going out we're sowing toward tithes and offering toward our outreach 2021 as we close out the year with our last outreach of the year Today is the last day to uh, sign up. Uh, event right if you'd like to volunteer to go out uh, and be a blessing and give out at our two Walmarts here, one in Joliet and the one in Shorewood. So uh, those teams will be set and put together. We'll get your emails out and we'll get those cards to you either Thursday or Saturday morning. Giving music, amen. Get the commas in there for those zeros afterwards. It's good to use a comma, amen. It's good. That's good. That's good seed time. We put that comma in there, amen. (laughs) 
Y'all ain't like commas when you're in English class. Commas and that money is good stuff. Amen. If you have your tithes and offer ready on my right, those of you on my right, if you have your tithes and offer ready, please proceed to the front to sow your seed. Breaking news. Turn your attention to our monitors. Amen. I just want to encourage everybody to join us on Sunday mornings for Sunday school, 9 o'clock to 9.45, where I'm one of the teachers, and I got an interesting story, because when I was a little girl, I hated Sunday school, and I said, when I grow up, I'm never going to go to Sunday school again. So when Apostle started Sunday school here, I said, Lord, if you want me to go, you're going to have to put it in my spirit. Well, look at the end result. I come to Sunday school and now I'm a teacher. Join us! And check it out, y'all. Apostle Jonas is going to hit us with a dope new series called I Gotta Have It. Meaning, I gotta have that anointing. I don't know about y'all, but I gotta have that anointing. I need it. So y'all come on in the building or watch it on Facebook Live or YouTube Live and get that anointing. Hey y'all, what's happening? This brother Thomas inviting all the men. Man, come on, get in on this prayer call. Tuesdays at 8:30. You know how we do, man. I'm out here getting out, getting at it, out here cold like a mug, looking like a Mormon. But y'all know I ain't no Mormon, right? Because I'm here at New Covenant Worship Center. 
But uh, <laughs> well, check it out. Yeah, man. Come on, get out, get in on this prayer call. I'm Sister Natasha, and I'm here to invite you to the Peace in School prayer that we have on Facebook every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. with Pat, uh, Apostle Jones. Come and join us. We are praying for the safety of our schools, the mental peace of our school, uh, the students and the staff, and everything like that. So come and make sure you join us. All right? See you Wednesday. Join us on Thursday evenings at 6.30 p.m. for prayer and Bible study in our sanctuary here. You can view us on Facebook Live and our YouTube channel. December 19th, we are having the Ugly Sweater Contest. Please join us in this one. I'll be one of the sweaters. <laughs> Hi, this is Joshua Jones. Come to Corporate Prayer Thursday, December 21st, online or in person. See you there. Hey, Join us New Year's Eve for our New Year's Eve service. Don't want to miss it. Praise the Lord. Amen. We thank God for our announcements. Amen. Thank God for our media team. We appreciate you all, all the hard work you guys put in, the time and effort and energy. I'm telling you, it's a blessing. Amen. All right. Um, so as I may mention during the offering, like I said, um, we're going to be doing our giveaway on this Saturday, the 18th, uh, for our Christmas giveaway, Secret Santa. And uh, we'll get the team together tomorrow uh, night at 9 o'clock. The link closes. All you got to do is go to the Eventbrite. Uh, it's for those who want to volunteer just to go in and sign up. So we have an automatic list and we'll know who's going to be uh, available. And then we'll get some teams together. I'll send out that email. And then we'll work on getting everybody uh, in position to pick up their cards. Um, between Thursday or Saturday morning. So we'll work that out. Amen? Amen. All right. Please uh, keep uh, Minister Suzette in prayer. Amen. And loss of her grandson. Amen. Um, we just continue to just, uh, you know, release prayers and our love and our support is with her and her family. Amen. Uh, he lost his life in a tragic car accident. And so we just want to continue to just support her and keep her in prayer. She's here today. Amen. Uh, and just standing on God's word and on his promises. Amen. And we just continue to keep her lifted. Amen. Also keep Sister Ashley uh, lifted up. She lost her grandmother. Amen. And so we just continue to pray for those families who are in mourning and in grief uh, during this time. And we just believe God for strength and for healing uh, during this season of this time and transition. Amen. All right. Y'all ready for the word? Yeah. Listen, y'all got to give me a little bit yeah. more energy than that. Because I'm ready. To, I'm telling you, this word going to bless you today. Y'all ready for the word? That's what I'm talking about. I love this class. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Welcome to New Covenant Worship Center. Amen. If you did not know what you walked into this morning, you stepped into, I am Apostle Jonas Jones. Amen. And I welcome you all. And I appreciate you all being in the building today. And I am in great expectation that this word is going to bless your entire life today. Amen. So listen, we are in part four of this series, I Gotta Have It. And this particular series, the Lord placed upon my heart. Um, and that it we're talking about is the anointing. And we know and believe God that his anointing rests upon us because why we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, but we have to get into a position to acknowledge uh, uh, and to begin to yield to the Holy Spirit in order to reap the full benefits of what the anointing possesses and what the anointing uh, desires and to do in our life and what the, what the anointing will destroy in our life because the anointing destroys yokes and removes burdens. And as we learned and we talked about in the Old Testament that, you know, there were certain things that were done to represent the anointing, uh, the priests and those who had been ordained, the prophets, 
uh, to activate uh, as God's mouthpieces. They were anointed with the oil. And uh, it was just certain things that were necessary to be done to identify those that God had chosen outwardly that he had placed his hand upon to be the mouthpiece and give instructions to his people. And so as we move forward, um, and we're here in the New Testament today, we're going to start in Matthew chapter 3, and we're going to see Jesus uh, being baptized, and we're going to see uh, the Spirit of God come upon him, and the Spirit of God begin to fall upon him and descend upon him as a dove, and that anointing begin to rest upon him. And then after the anointing comes upon him, and that Holy Spirit begins to uh, be upon him, now he's thrown into the wilderness uh, to be tempted of the enemy. And so I want you to know today that the anointing is upon you so that you can resist the power and the temptations of the enemy. There are some things that we deal with on a daily basis and that if it had not been for the Holy Spirit that will keep your tongue, if it had not been for the Holy Spirit that will keep you from moving your hands in the direction of somebody's face, if it had not been for the Holy Spirit that will keep you from doing some things that kept your job when you wanted to say some stuff to your supervisor because they talked to you cross-eyed and crossways and, and did some things to you that were unfairly, if it hadn't been for the anointing that will begin to keep you and to begin to restrain you and give you the discipline to not wanting to move out of your flesh. Amen. I'm telling you, the anointing will keep you out of some trouble and keep you out of some stuff that your flesh will try to get you involved in. Amen. And so we just want to begin to see that in scripture today. And we're going to break down some things that are natural that uh, I know I did not know, but God gave us, gave me revelation and understanding to apply this thing to this word and to give you a greater understanding of this particular encounter that Jesus Jesus had with the presence of God and through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Is that all right? Yeah. All right. I gave you a brief introduction. Let's get into this word. So listen, um, here's the setting. John the Baptist is the forerunner uh, to Jesus. And John the Baptist has been given the assignment to go forth and declare that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he's going forth and preaching repentance. And he's encouraging people to repent from their sins and to turn from their ways of wickedness. And in the process of that, once you repent and once you turn from your sins and acknowledge those sins, he had now begun to baptize people. And people were coming to John to be baptized. And he was baptizing one day in the Jordan River. And he began to share with them. He said, there is one that's coming that will baptize with the Holy Spirit and will baptize with fire. He said, I'm not even worthy to untie his shoelaces or untie his sandal. But he began to now experience an opportunity where Jesus showed up and he began to come and submit himself to John because he recognized John's authority and he recognized his position as being the son of man in the earth but he still get the son of God and what God has called him to do and what he's commissioned him to do. And he said, this thing has to be fulfilled. We have to make good on it because why? God has given this the thing to be done in order for people to believe, in order for people to know who I am and I need the power of the Holy Spirit right here on the earth. I need the presence of God to fill me in the earth realm because that's the only thing that's going to keep me from being in a position because the Bible says that Jesus was tempted with all manner of sin but yet he knew no sin and so he was tempted with these things but he did not fall prey to them. He did not give himself over to come subject to those things that tried to come at him and to pull him away and separate him from his father because why the anointing was upon him the spirit of the Lord was resting upon him and so we're going to pick this up in Matthew uh, chapter 3 I'm in the New Living Translation let's read the scripture so you can get a full understanding of where I'm going today is that all right so Matthew chapter 3 let's start reading at verse 13 then Jesus went down Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John but John tried to talk him out of it. 
I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and, set, and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Yeah. Listen, I mean, who, who would not... Who cannot even, uh, you can even imagine uh, how John was feeling, how nervous he was, and how maybe intimidated he was. He said, you should be baptizing me. How do I have the authority? How do I have the right? How do I, how am, how am I the one that should be baptizing you? And you're the Messiah. You're the Son of God. You are the one that should be coming to baptize me. But Jesus had to persuade John and get him to understand that this thing has to be fulfilled. And you have to baptize me. I love the fact that Jesus submitted himself to the authority of John. He wasn't in a position to think that because he is, he knows who he is as being the son of God, but he's operating in earth realm and he's operating in the earth realm and coming subject to the laws of the earth and he's now abiding so that why? The people can see that he has a submissive heart, he has an obedient heart, and he's going to do what his father has instructed him to do. And so because of this it opens him up to be able to be in a position where his father says I'm well pleased with you because he shows obedience in the earth realm and he lets the people know just because I obey my father who is in heaven I'm also under authority in the earth realm and I'm going to teach you how to obey and come subject and submit yourself to authority because there's a blessing in that and once he surrenders and submits I want you to begin to see this illustration so I have a video to help me and to be able to bring this thing to life for you and so our media team, you can pull up the video of Jesus' baptism right here where John baptizing him. And then we're going to break this thing down a little more further. Amen. I made this video just for you. This is my man. He said, I like the videos you be showing. Amen. My mother Simmons, this that comes with him. Amen. So pay your attention to the monitors. Amen.
Amen. So here at that verse 16, I'm going to read it again. Then we're going to begin to break it down. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were open. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. So I want you to begin to imagine uh, as Jesus had came up out of the water and John and all the people and John was beginning to see the spirit of God begin to descend upon him. It says like a dove. Now, why does he use the illustration of this dove? Why does he choose this particular uh, bird to begin to identify the representation of the Holy Spirit? Yes. Let me give you some background on this particular dove that blessed my life today. Um, doves are actually in the pigeon family. Um, and a lot of us have a representation of, we talk about doves and this white dove. White doves are domesticated and they're actually breeded. They aren't actually uh, where you can have white doves in the wild because they are, would be uh, known and very uh, easily to sight by predators. And so those white doves, when you see in the representation of being released at weddings and being released at funerals and various things of that nature, uh, those particular uh, are domesticated. But you have to understand there are over 300 species of this particular dove. And so you hear turtle dove and you hear uh, there's a mourning dove. Now a mourning dove, they can only live for maybe one to one and a half years. Um, but here it is, doves, the, the, the traditional uh, regular dove can live up to 12 to 20 years. And that's the average lifespan of a dove. And so doves are unique because they're not like other birds where birds take water in their bill and they swallow, but they suck their water. And so they begin to eat upon seed as many other, other pigeons do. This is what they you know, go after. Um, and a lot of people uh, use pigeons or use doves. You can ask for food, they're for pets. And so when you see those particular things in Old Testament, when they talk about the turtle dove, those were actually pigeons, amen, because they're in that pigeon species in that particular uh, realm. There's unique different differences as far as size and different things of that nature. One of the things uh, that stood out and that is very important and that we begin to talk about, I want to talk about that natural part. Then I'm going to give you some spiritual meaning of dove so you can have an understanding why he, God uses this dove to represent the Holy Spirit. But I want to, one thing I want to share about the natural thing that, 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 that really messed me up, that doves are monogamous animals. Yeah. Oh my God. It says that when, they're, when they mate, the only way they change mates is when their mate dies. So they're connected to that particular one that they have now birthed babies with. They are monogamous. They stay with that male and that female stay together. Oh, my God. I wish somebody had a revelation with me today to understand that God said, I'm a jealous God. I don't have no other gods before me. He's a monogamous God. He wants you to be in love with him and him only. He doesn't want you to have any other gods above him or in the position of him and have that priority in your life. So doves are monogamous. Oh, my God. And so now now, let me give you some spiritual things uh, that doves represent in the white dove that we traditionally begin to uh, talk about and see. And I want you to begin to see some, uh, some things that stand out as how these particular doves have a spiritual meaning. You know what? I'm going to do it this way. So doves represent, in spiritual meanings, uh, peace, happiness, love, truth, healing, 
Um, they can symbolize hope in tough times, such as when one is sick or grieving. Also, um, you know the point here. Doves bring about a feeling of gentleness, love, and well-being. They carry a positive connotation. In Christianity, the dove espouses the Holy Spirit and is God's chosen messenger between the physical and spiritual realms. Its physical manifestation is a reminder of God's eternal love and his requirement that we love one another as he has loved us. Closely associated with, with this is the concept of purity. So we see that when the dove is represented of the Holy Spirit and it comes to fall upon Jesus, it represents this purity, which the Holy Spirit is pure. It represents that truth, that love, because now the Holy Spirit comes upon us and he's, his assignment is to lead and guide us into all truth. He is our comforter. That's that gentleness that's represented of the dove. So I want you to see the correlation of how he begins to use the analogy of the Holy Spirit and the dove. And here it is. It's monogamous. That means that this relationship between Jesus and God nothing's going to come in and separate that thing and so when you have a relationship with God you can't let anything come in and separate you from the love of God the apostle Paul said what shall separate us from the love of God shall it be these perilous times shall it be all these different things that go on what shall separate you from the love of God nothing shall separate you you got to understand that God's connected to you he's committed to you he's a faithful God he said he'll never leave us nor forsake us and so we see Jesus in this moment now receiving Receiving all of this of his father to operate in the earth realm. We see him being deposited all this love, all this gentleness, all this compassion, because all those things represent that dove. All those things represent the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that the voice comes from heaven and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So God makes the declaration to let Jesus know that you have now had my blessing to go forward. You have my blessing to move in what I've called you to move in in the earth realm. But in order for you to do what I've called you to do, i got to take you to Matthew chapter 4 because as soon as you're filled with the anointing, now you have to be tested. Now you have to be in a position to let God know that you're going to stay with me, you're going to be connected to me, and you're not going to let anything separate you from the love of God and begin to divide our relationship. So let's pick it up at Matthew chapter 4 because once the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you begin to receive his presence and you operate in that anointing, that anointing is there in order to keep you, to protect you, to watch over you, to lead you, to guide you. This is why you have to yield to the Holy Spirit. You have to ask the Holy Spirit for direction and guidance because that's the anointing that's going to take you to where you need to go. I don't need to be led of my flesh. I don't need to be led of my own carnality because in this carnal nature there is no good thing that dwelleth in this flesh. And the Bible says to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is what life and peace. And so the Holy Spirit brings me to a place of life and peace. And that's what I want from God. That's what I desire from God. And I need that because why? The enemy's going to constantly come at me and try to pull me and separate me from the love of God. He's going to do everything in his power to get me depressed, to get me to a place of having anxiety, to get me to a place of wanting to be discouraged and give up. So in order for me to fight that, I have to have the anointing. So I need you to tell somebody, I got to have it. I got to have it. Jesus. So now, so now, now that, now that you're fully awake, amen, go to Matthew chapter 4. 
verse 1. It says, then Jesus was led by what? The Spirit into the wilderness to be what? Tempted there by who? The devil. Wait a minute. So you mean to tell me that the Son of God has to be tempted? But you got to understand something. He's establishing his ministry in the earth realm. And in order for you to establish something, you, your ministry has to be validated. I don't, you, you can't tell me that you're going to be a pastor over me and your ministry has not been validated, that you have not gone through anything, you have not had any training, you have not had any evidence that the word of God is working and operating through your life, that you're going to now begin to have influence over me. What has, what has, has your ministry been validated? Who can vouch for you? Who can solidify that you've been called to the assignment? Who can solidify that God has chosen you as a called one? And so here it is, God began to release his only begotten son into the wilderness. Now I need you to understand this. He begins to remove him from everything that's comfortable. Because once you're in a position and the anointing's on you, I don't need what's comfortable anymore. I can begin to overcome and take being uncomfortable because in my uncomfortable situations is where I grow. In my uncomfortable circumstances is where I gain strength. If everything was roses and peaches and cream every day of your life, we would not have the faith and the power to believe in who Jesus is and what he can do in our life. So that going, because he already told us, there are going to be trials and tribulations that's going to come. But do not worry, I've already overcome the world. So I'm giving you an opportunity to really see who I am. This is just Jesus showing off about who God is in his life. And so every time you come through a battle, that was just an opportunity for God to show out and show you who he is in your life. To prove that he is on your side. To prove that he is your way maker. To prove that you can trust him. To prove that he is a righteous and just God. So everything that you've gone through, everything that you've been doing, it was the anointing that broke the yoke. It was the anointing that kept you that you didn't lose your mind. It was the anointing that you did not end up in a crazy house. It was the anointing that you did not OD on those drugs when you were in the streets. It was the anointing that kept you when you were locked up in prison and those people tried to take advantage of you. It was the anointing that God said, I'm going to bring you out of this thing because I want you to live to tell the story. I want you to live to tell of my goodness. I want you to live to tell how I brought you out of that thing. So I need the anointing on your life. I need you to yield to the Holy Spirit because why? I need somebody to know that victory is in the blood. There is victory in the blood. You didn't die in vain, Jesus. You died for me to begin to decree and declare that you are my Lord and that I have the victory in Christ Jesus. And I'm not going to stand by and let the enemy come and snatch what God has blessed me in my life. I got to press forward and I got to endure temptation. I got to endure hardness as a good soldier. So, so the spirit leads Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted. In verse 2 it says, for 40 days and 40 nights he fasted and became very hungry. Yeah. See, the Holy Spirit without him, without the indwelling, without the acknowledging, that flesh is going to eat. That flesh is going to feed itself. So once the anointing comes, he has the ability to restrain flesh. He has the ability to bring flesh under subjection. And it says, for 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry. In verse 3, during that time, the devil came. Uh-oh. 
Notice that every time you're in a place where you've made a decision to say, I'm going to seek God for the next three days. I'm going to fast for the next three days. Don't you realize that that's an opportunity where the enemy said, uh-oh, I see an opportunity. They're going to be in a position. They're trying to get closer to God. So he's going to try to circumvent you. He's going to try to bring in a headache. He's going to try to bring cookies your way. He's going to try to bring all that ice cream your way. He's going to say, there's a free lunch at work this week. Oh, my God, I just called a fast. And now you mean to tell me i got to pass up Portillo's today, and this is what they're giving at lunch at work today? Oh, my God, can I discipline my flesh enough to resist that Italian beef sandwich well dipped with sweet peppers and cheese? Oh, my God, Jesus. I need the anointing to tell somebody I got to have it. I got to have it. So, 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 so. Uh, no, I just took you there, amen. So, Portillo's gonna be overflowed with church folk at the church today. So, 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 during that time, brother Tyler, during that time, during that time, brother Tyler, it's a during that time the devil came and said, that If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. See, what the hope, what the anointing does, it begins to reassure you of who you are. Because the enemy's first attack comes to begin to make you doubt who God has called you to be. He said, if you are the son of God. See, the enemy's job, if he can get you in a state of being confused about your identity, you'll be confused about who created you. You'll be confused about who your father is. You'll be confused about who God has called you to be. Because you've got to be reassured to know, I am created in his image and his likeness. And that I've been fearfully and wondrously made. So you've got to know who you belong to. And so when the enemy comes to bring confusion to make you have an identity crisis, you'll begin to stop what God wants to do in your life. So the first thing he comes at is the identity because he wants Jesus to feel as though he's not who he says he is. He wants them, he wants the people to think that Jesus is not the Messiah. He's not the Son of God. But Jesus is resting in his anointing. He's resting in that thing that has now descended upon him. He's now resting in the promise that God has spoken. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. See, when the enemy comes to try you at your identity, you got to remember what God has already called you before you went into the wilderness. I ain't going to get no help in here. See, you got to remember what God has called you before the attack came. He already called you blessed. He already called you my anointed daughter. He already called you my anointed son. He already called you redeemed. He already called you that you are the blessed one and you're the lender and not the borrower. You're above only and not beneath. You are the first and not the last. You gotta understand who he's called you before you get into the temptation. So you gotta reflect and say, God, I already know that you called me blessed. I already know that I am the head and not the tail. I already know that you're gonna supply all of my needs according to your rich and glory by Christ Jesus. But you, you, what you need is the anointing because the anointing will bring that back to your remembrance because the Holy Spirit says he'll bring things back to your remembrance. I got to engage Holy Ghost. He said, if you are the son of God, turn these stones to become loaves of bread. He said, but Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. He said, I'm not here about my natural feeding. I'm here about what I've been being fed spiritually. I'm here about the word of God that's been deposited in me. And I live by the word that comes out of his mouth. In verse 5, it says, Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off. Oh, okay. So, you think I'm going to jump because you just told me to jump? You think I, I, I'm that weak? You think, you think that I, I'm just going to jump and, and, and begin to, to, to tempt the Lord thy God? 
He said, for the scriptures say, he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with his hands so, so you won't even hurt your foot on the stone. This is the enemy still talking. Then Jesus responded, verse 7. The scriptures also say, you must not test the Lord your God. He said, I'm not going to willingly put myself out here. Somebody was just sharing a story with me this week and they were talking about how somebody had put something in, in this person's drink and they were supposed to be, you know, a man of God. They was going to prove that you know what, God, I'm gonna drink this anyway. He knew somebody had put something in there. He drank it anyway, and he was gonna he was gonna think it wasn't gonna do nothing to him. The joker ended up in the hospital sick. And I said, when he was telling the story, I said, he tempted the Lord that God. Mm-hmm. Now, when the snake had bit the apostle, he didn't know it was poisonous. It bit him, it jumped out the fire and bit him. Yeah. It wasn't that, that that apostle Paul was walking around looking for a snake to bite him right. and to now prove to people. That God will now deliver him and heal him of the sickness of the poison that comes through the snake. No, it was the opportunity that this thing surprised him, took him by surprise, and grabbed hold of him. And now God proved to the people around him that God is a healer because this was an accident and this wasn't nothing that was intentional. So you can't go around tempting the Lord that God talking about you're gonna drink some bleach and ain't nothing gonna happen. Baby, drink the bleach, see what happens. <laughs> Because the Lord will tell you, don't you know how to read? There's a warning label on that thing that tells you that if you ingest this, the consequences that... See, God don't break laws. See, God, he, 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 you got to understand that thing. And here it is. He told the enemy, he said that I am not going to test the Lord, not God. So I'm going to remain in a position to honor him and respect who he is in my life. Verse 8, he said that next the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain. Notice how the devil just keeps trying. He doesn't give up easily. And this is what we have to understand. He's not going to give up easily because he knows what's on Jesus' life. He knows the call. He knows that if he begins to overcome how many lives he's going to affect. See, this is why the enemy's at your shirt. He's at your foot. He's at your heels and trying to grab you and pull you back because he knows that if you continue on preaching the gospel, if you continue on living a life before your co-workers, somebody's going to turn around and ask, what must I do to be saved? If you keep on giving out gift cards to people, somebody's going to turn around and give you one. That was my blessing this week. We've been sowing seeds and giving and sowing and God said, I'm going to bless you this time, son. And I was just like the people who we give it to. This got to be fake. This can't be real. I didn't believe it. And sure enough, God blessed me and opened up that door and I received it. Amen. But you got to be in a position to know that the enemy's coming. He said, next the devil took him to the peak of the very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Oh, here here go go a real problem. Because I just found out that the dove was monogamous. And if I bow down to Satan, I'm cheating. Yeah. Y'all missing this thing. I'm teaching way better than you shopping today. So, so I just found out that the Holy Spirit, the dove, was monogamous. And the only way that they get out of that covenant relationship is that their particular mate dies. And so here it is. The enemy's trying to get him to bow down and worship him. But if I bow down as Jesus and worship Satan, now I give authority over to the one that I bow down to. And now he becomes my Lord. And now he becomes the one that's going to dictate to my life. So I got to be careful what I bow down to. I got to be careful what I lend my ear to. What I lend my eye gates to. What I begin to lend my body to. Because what I begin to surrender to and I worship and bow down to. If it's outside of God's plan, I find myself cheating on God. I find myself in an adulterous relationship. I don't know about you, but I need the Holy Ghost to keep me monogamous. Because I don't want no 
worship in my life. I don't want no idol worship in my home. I don't want no idol worship in my spirit. I want to remain connected to God. I want to stay in the vein of the Holy Ghost. I don't need anything to come in and separate me. He said, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. So I need you to understand. I'm not going to let no devil come in here and try to take me to a high mountain and try to show me all what he can give me according to his riches and glory, according to the material wealth that he's showing me. That's not worth my soul. The Bible says, what good is it for a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? I need some Bible believers in here that I'm monogamous and I'm going to stay in the vein. I'm going to stay in my relationship. I'm not going to bow down to no foreign God. I'm not going to bow down to no wooden statue. I'm going to worship the true and living God. Why? Because the Bible says I'm looking for those who will worship me in spirit and in truth. He said I'm seeking a worshiper. I'm seeking a worshiper. Those that will worship me in spirit and truth. And so the enemy's trying to get you out of the spirit and get you in flesh. Oh my head in the bullshit. But I'm reminded, I'm attached to a monogamous dove. <laughs> and I'm not going to go around and cheat on my particular one that God has seen me. He's, he's covered, covered me and blessed me and healed me and delivered me. Nobody else did that but Jesus. Nobody else did that but God. So my faithfulness is to him. Oh, my God. My God, my God. Listen, we almost there. So, so, so listen what he said. So get out of here, Satan. Listen what Jesus said. Because once you start talking about coming in between my relationships, once I, because that's why you gotta understand worship is powerful. One of the one of the prophets, I was looking at a video. And I, this is a sidebar, but one of the prophets, I was listening to one of the videos, and she was talking about that Travis Scott issue. And if anybody, you've been on social media. You've seen how they begin to break down all the demonic things that were intentionally put in place in order to bring forth sacrifice. Now, if you don't have a spiritual eye, you'll be caught up with the crowd. And this is why you can't always follow the crowd. And this is why you have to ask God for discernment. And you got to be persuaded by your own mind. And so there were so many things that were standing out that were demonic. They had portals that were in there. They had the skull head as the entry gate. They had eight flames of fire that represented eight souls that were to be sacrificed. Oh, there were so many things. His shirt represented a gate for people entering one side of, the, of, of, a, of a realm and going down into another realm, which was actually into Haiti, into hell. And so all these particular things that are going on, this is why you have to be careful whom you worship, whom you come into agreement with. Oh, my God. Oh Jesus, I'm trying to stay in the book, y'all. But this is why you have to understand. Oh Jesus, I'm trying to. Go this, 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 this is why you have to understand that worship is so real, and this is a spiritual encounter. And that when I attach myself to certain things, I open myself up that some of those things can possibly become attached to me. This is why God has ordained the marriage bed undefiled and to be under the holy matrimony of, of now sex is supposed to be under the covenant of marriage. Amen. Because if you just go around, look at the dove. He's monogamous. 
They're monogamous because they're not going around and doing it with everybody. Because right. right. I don't want to attach myself to somebody that might begin to bring me everything that everybody else had. Yeah. Yeah. If you miss that, you sleep. Amen. So, I ain't going to go no more than that. I'm not going to go nowhere down that road no more. I'm going to come right back on to the book. Because I'm trying to help you get free. So he said, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. He said, listen to this. Once Jesus dealt with the fact that he was not going to succumb to worshiping the enemy. See, this is where you got to put your stake in the ground. Oh, devil, you can come try to touch this. You can try to come deal with that. That's, that's what he did with Job. He said, well, you got a hedge of protection around. He said, remove the hedge. He said, he, Satan told God, he said, well, if you take everything away from him, he said, I, I, I guarantee he's going to curse you and he's going to die. He's going to curse you. He let him do it. And all through Job's life, all through all the calamity, all through all the trials, even when his, his wife came and said, why don't you just curse God and die? When he saw everything was falling around him, he still didn't curse God. Because he said, if I curse God, then I'm, I'm, I'm cheating on God. I'm breaking my relationship. I'm breaking my covenant with him. I know what he's done for me. I know how he's blessed me. He said, the good Lord taken and the good Lord given. He said, the good Lord given and the good Lord taken away. He said, so I understand it. So as God kept Job and Job resisted the temptation of the enemy, notice what God did. He restored everything back to him. Yeah. Gave him double what he had of what he had lost. Why? Because he did not yield and fall to worshiping the enemy's tactic and going at it. So now when Jesus, because I'm ready to close, he said at this point when Jesus resisted the worship down, worship and bowed down to the enemy, he said in verse 10, get out of here, Satan. Mm -hmm. yeah. okay. Now I, I like the way, because Jesus really didn't say it that kind. <laughs> Have you ever just been mad and you know you had that real righteous indignation? Get out of here, Satan. <laughs> you know, he tells him, get out of here. You know, you're angry at somebody, you know, you have to get up out of here. See, when you're really angry at the enemy and you're tired of the stuff he's been throwing at you, you just walk up in your house and say, get up out of here. Every out, every inch of my house, I command you to get out. Get out, I decree and declare, get up out of here. You can't have no more living space up in here. You're not going to bring no more depression. You're not going to bring no more anxiety. You ain't bringing no more worry. You ain't bringing no more financial hardship. You ain't bringing no more garbage. You ain't bringing no more mess from no outside outside people. Uh -uh. I, today is over. Get up out of here. So Jesus don't say, get out. Get thee behind me. <laughs> Traditional King James. He said, get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scripture said, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Notice this. Jesus is faithful. He said, I'm gonna serve G, I'm gonna serve my daddy only. I'm monogamous. Because the dove, the Holy Spirit, has descended upon me. And he's given me the power to be one with him. And look at verse 11. What happened? Then the devil went away. And angels came and took care of Jesus. Some translations say, and the devil went away for a season. But I overcame the temptation. And then after that, Jesus starts. In the next part of the verse, you'll see him. He starts his ministry. You got to know that I got to endure some things. You want to go into this thing? You want to do ministry? You want to do kingdom work? You want to you get the promotion of the job? You, you want your kids to succeed and, and be successful? It's some things you got to endure. 
There's some things you're going to have to overcome. God wants to prove it. He wants to let he, he wants you to know that he's with you and he wants to let you and he wants to know are you with him? Because yes. the enemy will try to pull you away. He'll try to distract you. But as long as I got the anointing, as long as I'm yielded to the Holy Spirit, as long as I'm listening to the leading and guiding of the Holy Ghost, God's gonna bless me. He's gonna make a way for me. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Please. I want, I want y'all to understand the power of God's word and what God will do. I'm going to share a quick testimony and then I'm going to have Steve and Tanya just begin to share if they want to share what, what happened last week and how God confirmed what happened. And Evangelist Marion, if you want to share a little bit of what you shared with me last night. I, 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 if, if we don't Somebody, one of my friends, uh, Apostle Torrin, he just shared a testimony of how somebody had prophesied a word to him years ago about a promotion on his job. And at the time, he was like, he didn't see no promotion coming. And he just shared years later, they came up to him and talked about being promoted. He was interested. And God just blessed him with a $10,000 raise before the new year. But when it happened, he remembered the word that was spoken. Yes. And we don't know the timing of when God's going to do it. Yes. But you got to have expectation to believe. He didn't lose. He didn't. He did not forget it or or, or doubt it. But it wasn't in the forefront of his mind as, as he was going through life and going through the process. But when it happened, he recognized that this thing had been prophesied and had been released over my life. And we got to sometimes recognize and understand that God's releasing some things over our life and he's trying to get some stuff to us. But we got to believe and have expectation that it will happen. Yes. So I'm always just believing that I'm always sowing or giving and find somebody to sow into or whatever it may be. And so this week, somebody had blessed me with a check, unexpected income. But last Saturday, I was watching, no, last Friday night. We were at home and we watched television, but then we were on our phones. And then um, the notification came on that Marriage Made Easy was on with Dr. Mike and uh, Dee Freeman of Spirit of Faith Ministries in Maryland. You all know that we, uh, they mentor us from a distance, those are our pastors, we look at them and um, we visit their church. And so they had Mary Ray Easy on, and they had their friends on, another one of our mentors from a distance, uh, Dr. Ari Vernon and Lady Victory Vernon. And so they were interviewing them about marriage and relationships. And so they were just sharing. And they're real close friends, you know, naturally. And so they were sharing about marriage, different things of nature. And then I shared it um, to our love, sex, and marriage group, our group about marriage. And I shared it to my page. And I began to comment on how I appreciate these two men of God. They encouraged me and everything, this and that. And so later on that night, I got an inbox from a young lady from the ministry. And this young lady had inboxed me previous when we had went to the ministry back in 2015. So it automatically came through. And so she said, you've been chosen by Marriage Made Easy Ministry to receive a gift card. And so now I don't know the person personally or anything like that. I said, with all the hacking that goes on in inboxes and messaging, I said, is this real? I said, 
because there's so much hacking going on, you know, and different things. And then you don't know who's sending you messages because they, they fishing for information. And so anyway, she didn't respond that night. And I think two days later that Monday or a couple of she, that Monday, she inboxed me again. She said, good morning. She said, could you please send me your email address? This is not a joke. This is for real. I said, okay, she just want my email address. I said, well, I can give you that. So I sent her the email address, and she's responding back. She said, thank you. Um, I'm going to be sending you an email with your gift card with it. I said, okay. Now, at this, moment, I'm, at this point, I'm still leery. But when she said that, I started looking for the email. Y'all missing this? I, I, I was expecting. I'm checking my spam. I'm checking, you know, my email because she might be telling the truth, might not be, but I'm still in expectation. Somebody said there's a blessing coming my way. So I'm still, I'm looking every day, checking my email. I said, oh, this is a joke. She ain't, she, you know, she, she, she playing. But I still kept checking my email because I'm expecting because this is what has been released to say there's something that's coming to me in my name to my email. So I'm looking. So Friday, Notification go off. I'm always I'm checking my emails throughout the day. I'm checking that guy responds to me off that. I'm checking my stuff throughout the day because I'm working and doing what I do. I'm most tasked. So I'm checking my email. I got off work already. I'm sitting in the bank parking lot and the, and the notification came and it said, Could you please check that you received your gift card? Now, I didn't get the gift card in the email, so I scroll down a little further. Here go another email. It says, From this was from Mary Jane Easy. Click on it. It's a hundred dollar gift card that's mine that was sent to me from the ministry just because they had randomly picked people to bless. And so I was in expectation, believing God. It happened on Monday, she was gonna send, she was gonna send it. It didn't come till Friday, but I was in expectation. If I would have doubted and not in a, be in a position to even believe that it could happen, I would have probably not received it. But God opened the door and I received it. Because why? You cannot beat the principles of sowing and reaping. I'm telling you, you cannot. If you sow when God leads you to sow, it can be $5, it can be $7, it can be $100, whatever he's instructing you to do, you got to sow a seed. Holy Spirit, I was in my office and he said, I had a $20 bill in my pocket. He said, fold it this way and go upstairs and bless Deacon Jerry. Now, I don't know. I said, I'm just going to sow the seed on be obedient. He, the Holy Spirit told me to do it. Do you not know how many times that God has used us to sow as a ministry to be a blessing to somebody that was out and about and they received something from New Company Worship Center? How God will walk up to you and say, here we are in Walmart. He got a gift card for you to help on your groceries today. You know how many times people have been experienced that blessing and that love because people don't expect that. Just like I was leery and I was, I was like, is this real? But I believe God and what he'll do. And I believe the word of the Lord. So come on, uh, Steve and Tanya. Um, get them a mic. Y'all can come up and y'all can stay right there and talk, but we get you a mic because you got to hear it here. It's good to get some testimonies in. Amen.
as the apostle said, I won't be before you long. Uh, last Sunday, me and my wife were laying in bed, and we were having a conversation uh, just about some things regarding our house and other things going forward, of things that we wanted to do. So we come to church, and the apostle starts prophesying. He called me and my wife up. He prophesied over us about being jointly together as one. And what was funny was the shirts that we that we're wearing, they're Greek letters, but if you know the significance, each Greek letter signifies something. So Steve, Tanya, battle. It was my create my creation when he and when Apostle talked about holding hands and working as one, it was like, okay, this is this is kind of crazy, like all oh, this is coming together. Then he prophesied over us about selling our house, which we were actually talking about that that morning in bed. So then my wife calls me Monday, baby, I got something I gotta tell you. And a, a, a young lady who I knew from a previous church I used to go to, who's friends with my wife, called and prophesied to her. And I had to tell the apostle on the men's prayer call Tuesday, I said it was confirmation of what you said. And I'll let my wife finish up the story. Yeah, it was, it was, I was up here giggling when Apostle was prophesying because it was just all just stirring because I was like, you know, we, we got kind of a twisted sense of humor. We like, he was in our bedroom this morning because every single thing he said was exactly what we had been talking about that morning and then when my friend called and probably gave me a word it was exactly what apostle had said that sunday and i had to ask her i said did you watch facebook live like were you and she said oh no no i've been in i've been in prayer and this is what the lord gave me and it was it was just amazing i was just blown away and then halfway through the week um one of my clients was just like, you know, I, I know you're a believer and I know it's about me, but I just want to say that I, you know, I see God, you and your husband building a house. I'm like, come on, Lord, like really? Like really? So all I can do is just, you know, try to keep it inside because you can't get up and run around the room and scare the clients. But it's just, it, it was just God confirming his word over and over. First and foremost about us being one and not allowing anything because sometimes, you know, we are a blended family. We got kids, we got exes and all that stuff, but that was confirmation that this thing right here, nobody should come between. Nobody. Listen, I'm telling you, it was so powerful and, and just encouraging when he began to share on the, on the call on Tuesday night. And, you know, when things confirm in your spirit, it just helps elevate your faith. And it helps you to be able to believe and trust and know that God is concerned about what I'm concerned about. And he cares for me. And sometimes we just have to be reminded of his goodness and knowing that God is concerned about us and that he's opening doors for us that no man can shut. And that he'll favor us and encourage us. Amen. Amen. Come on, Mary. 
Man, it's gonna bless you. Good morning. You know, I, I, I'm thinking in terms of school, you know, you have these different classes. So spiritually, there's some areas in my life where I know I, I got a D or a C minus. But when it comes to paying them tithes and offerings and giving, I got an A plus. And I, um, when it comes to that, you can't tell me not to pay my tithes and offerings, and you can't tell me not to bless and give to somebody. And when it comes to that, I'm obedient. And I'm willing. And I be looking for God to say, give it to this one, or whatever. But anyway, um, I retire, of course, but I still teach because I love working with the young people and everything. But last week, when I got paid, and, and I mean, I was like, they made a mistake. They overpaid me. And I mean, overpaid me. And I was wrestling with, ooh, my flesh wanted to keep it. It's Christmas and this, that, that, and all that. But, but I was like, you know what? I'm honest, I have integrity. So I sent them an email and I gave them the dates of the first job and then the dates of the second job and all that. And I said, I need y'all to check because I think you overpaid me. So a couple days went by and then I got an email back and they said, Miss Bankston, we did not overpay you because of your dedication and commitment to this district. We decided to keep paying you at this same rate. I'm telling you, God is so amazing. And another opportunity to, to just encourage us and have faith. But notice how God would do. He wants to know, he said, well, are you going to have integrity? Because you know that this don't look right. This look like it's too much. And because she was integral, she said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead on and, and, and send this email because it may be a mistake. And then she was able to get that. Now, if she hadn't called and asked like she would have never heard them say that, you know, I'm, we're paying you because of your hard work, your dedication, your commitment. We want to keep you at the same level from the previous assignment. And so you got to know how God orchestrates things and how he'll open up doors. Y'all know when I shared a testimony, like when I found the money orders in that Walmart for over $1,300, blank money, money orders. Turned it right back in. By the end of that week, I had almost... Gave, people had given me almost all the $1,300 that I had gave back that, that didn't belong to me because I kept my integrity. God said, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to supply your needs. I'm going to make a way for you. And that's what you got to believe God. And you got to know that when you give and you give, give, give unto God with a cheerful heart, you give with the right spirit because he wants you to give willingly and cheerfully. And sow them seeds above them times and offering. And I'm telling you, God continues to make a way. I'm telling you. Anybody else got testimony you want to share before we close this thing out? Come on, Sister Beverly. Get her a mic. Now, I guess you got to have a mic because they can't hear you on, on, on Facebook. And they'll be shooting in the comments. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Um, it's just how good God is. I checked the mailbox yesterday, and it was a gift, you know, a Christmas card. And I just said, okay, somebody sent me, gave me a Christmas card, but it wasn't returned address. It 
Beverly. Merry Christmas. So I opened the Christmas card and I read it. It says, Beverly, I wish that your family have a prosperous New Year and Christmas. Hundred dollars was in a Christmas card. <laughs> Ocha told me, he said, Babe, did you know there was an extra forty dollars in the bank? I said, Okay. I said, Well, Lord, thank you, because we need it. Come on. And I said, yes. Right on time. Amen. I'm telling you, unexpected income. Tiffany, you got a testimony? I'm telling you, this is the end of the year testimony time. Amen. You got to know how good God's been. We already know the bear season is done. They're playing Green Bay today, and it's going to be another. So, I mean, it's going to be okay. Come on, sister. I just want to make it real short. Sometimes I can be nervous. I know this one makes me laugh. They don't know that. It's just us here in the room. Don't worry about that. Well, a lot of people don't know that I do music. And I've been doing music for, for a while. It was just a hobby, but I got introduced into a distributor. So I have music that's all over the world. I create beats. I don't sing on them, but I do do a little singing, but it's not out there. But I've been consistent with it, and I've been uh, paying attention to the streams. But the other day, I made it to 20,000 streams. So my music is everywhere.
God is blessing the house. Amen. We thank God for the things that God has given. Amen. And what he's doing in Sister Tiffany's life and how God has used her. So now, um, while you, Stephen, find her music and find online, <laughs> but just email it to me, Tiffany, the name of it, and I'll email it out. But um, before you sit down, keep standing. Promise Karen, stand with me. You, we're not claiming that you deal with the spirit of fear. So we're going to break that. I have Prophet Karen stand because she's overcome that. And I want God to be able to release that same anointing that you don't have to walk in fear. That God gives you the confidence and the boldness to walk in what he's called you to walk in. So Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare that the spirit of fear is broken off of Sister Tiffany's life. For you said that you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. I decree and declare that she's walking by faith and not by sight. I decree and declare that she's walking in boldness, she's walking in courage, and that, Lord, she knows who she is in Christ and the kingdom of God. I decree blessings over her. I decree overflow, increase, and continued exposure that her music will go across the globe, Father God, and that, Lord, she will receive the benefits and the residual, God, off of those things being played in different arenas and different genres on today, Father God. And Lord, you will continue to bless her hands and everything she touch, you allow to prosper. Continue to give her creative ability to hear the notes and the melodies, to create the beats, God, and that she will continue to walk out her dreams and her passions on today, Father. And I release it right now, and I seal her in the blood that no weapon that's formed against her shall prosper. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. 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 We give God praise. Listen, we get ready to leave down from this place. Is there anybody in the house that is a first-time visitor? I know it's family and friends. Are there any first-time visitors here today? Amen. Praise the Lord. How you doing, young man? Come on, stand to your feet and just uh, introduce yourself to us. Tell us your name and how you found out about the ministry. You stay right behind the building here. Oh, amen. So you're in the neighborhood and you just started to decide to come in today, huh? Amen. Well, God bless you. So don't sit down. Anybody else is a first time guest? So while you're standing, Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless this young man, God, as he's coming to service on today. I pray, to pray that you continue to keep him, watch over him, God. And I pray that you continue to order his steps to lead God and direct him. Give him his heart's desires on today, Father. Keep him protected. Watch over him, his family, God, and continue to supply and meet all of his needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And God, I speak hope to him. I speak blessings. I speak strength and healing to his body. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We appreciate you here today. Amen. We'll get a card for you to fill out as being a first-time visitor on today. And we appreciate you being here with us this morning. Amen. Anybody else in the building uh, that does not know Jesus and they don't know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, you want to accept him. That's the best decision you're making in your life, that you can receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. If you're watching online and you've never accepted him as your personal Lord and Savior, all you have to do is repeat after me. Let's go through this sinner's prayer. Heavenly Father, I come before you a sinner today, and I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me of all my sins. I ask that you will come into my heart today. I ask that you will fill me with the precious Holy Spirit and that, God, I surrender my life to you on this day. And I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ died and he rose from my sins and I am now forgiven. And I receive you, Jesus, as my personal Lord and Savior. And today I decree and declare that I am saved and you are my Lord. 
And I ask you to come in and fill me with the power of your Holy Ghost. That you will use me and lead me and guide me. And in Jesus' name, amen. If you've said those words, you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And you are now a part of the family of the kingdom of God. And you are saved, amen. So come on, let's stand to our feet.